focus today is not really to uh, teach. I want to just bring your minds to what we're doing as a church and where we're going to. So even if you're a first-time visitor, um, I can assure you that we normally teach the Word of God. Amen. And we preach the Word of God. Amen. But today is Vision Sunday. We want to all have the same picture, see the same thing. Uh, there's something that happens when a group of people have the same goal. The Bible says we strive together for the faith of the gospel. And so Vision Sunday helps us achieve that. So today we're going to be looking through, I don't know if you're going to dim the lights, I don't know what you're going to do, but I hope you can see the screen. Say amen. Glory to God. Help me look at your neighbor. And uh, I want you to spot the neighbor's nose. Amen. Yes. You know, sometimes you meet people and you are not conscious. Oh, they're helping you with the lights. You might not see the nose very well. Yes. You know, there are certain things you look at in people's lives and you know God is wonderful. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. All right, for Vision Sunday, uh, I just run you through uh, what we have on the slides. Uh, Renaissance Assembly is a dynamic New Testament church. Praise the Lord. With a global network of chapters. That's a good place to clap. Amen. Um, we've been doing this. We've been here with the gospel since July 2001. For some of you that don't know. Amen. Well, our vision what we see ourselves accomplishing is taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone say it with me. Say, taking the message of faith around the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Alright, that's the vision. That's what we see ourselves accomplishing. You know, and um, we've been committed to that. And everyone that God has brought here to be a part of this family recognizes that as their vision. Amen. And then we say, we have a mission statement. Our mission statement says, making a difference. Everybody say, making a difference. Individually, locally, and globally. Praise the Lord. Say it again, making a difference. Individually, locally, and globally. Alright, so that is our mission. Alright? And then, just run you through. We started the year 2019 with the word from God as a year of what? Possibilities. There was a possibilities. There was emphasis on limitless progress. Our scripture from Mark 9.23. Alright? All things are possible to him that believes. Amen. Alright. He that believeth. All things are possible. We believe that this year is a year of possibilities for all of us. And we've been seeing possibilities. How many of you agree with me? Alright. So we started the year with that word. As a year of possibilities. And we'll just have a quick look back 
of what had happened between January and June this year. We're still in June. We just have a week to go to end the month of June. So from January this year, um, we started the first quarter of the year. Just some highlights, some major things that happened at the beginning of the year. We'd just like to remind you, we started the year with three days of Revelation and Manifestation. How many of you remember that? It's a teaching meeting and it, helps us, it helped us establish what we meant by possibilities. I remember that particular um, teaching meeting we talked about believing and explained that believing is a core practice for all of us in Christ Jesus. We entered the month of February and we had love in Renaissance. How I many of you still remember the love? Amen. That was our Valentine's Day program and um, we had love in Renaissance last year too and we, ha- we had it again this year. And I believe the awareness is growing. Amen. The awareness is growing. So we had love in Renaissance. After that, we had our first outing in the city of Abuja. Amen. One word from God, Abuja, held in February also. God helped us. We, it was our first meeting. And um, we had brethren go ahead of us, hit the streets, invite people, reach people. And we, in their outreach is reaching people, we saw that... Um, we had a great response from um, the area, Jabi area in Abuja. And then we had our first meeting. It was a three-day, um, two-day meeting, three meetings three in two days. And lives were touched. We had miracles, healings, you know, all manner of experiences by the people that attended. Then um, in that same quarter, we had our Europe campaign. Amen. We were in Netherlands and United Kingdom. Thank you for your partnership. Uh, made that possible. Uh, we were able to visit and uh, hit four cities in Netherlands. Amen. Rotterdam, The Hague, Amsterdam, Utrecht. Those cities were impacted in a one-week period. Amen. Put your hands together for that. That happened in the first quarter of this year. Then after that, we were in Leeds, United Kingdom, um, for our first one word from God in the city of Leeds. Amen. Uh, we have another one in October this year. Amen. And that was our first entry into the city of Leeds. We've had some things in the UK, but that was our first entry to the city of Leeds. Then we concluded the quarter with our Bible College, Bible Academy course, New Testament Leadership. How many of you were part of it? Glory to God. And um, that was how we closed the, sec- the first um, quarter of 2019. Then we got into the second quarter. Yes, and we're still in the second quarter, which is rounding up now. And we started with our campaign to the U.S., amen, faith-to-faith seminar, Norfolk held, and our pastor, Pastor Victor, got married, amen. Are you not happy that he got married? Ah, It was a great one. It was one of the most successful campaigns we've had in the U.S., you know, um, with the venue they used, the, the impact, the attendance we had, and uh, what we were able to achieve. They were more organized than they ever, they've ever been. We give God praise for that. That was in the second quarter of 2019. Then we had Redeems of Renaissance, amen, our music concert on Easter Sunday. Um, our music ministers, the sang, blessed us. We have some of our songs that we've been working on in the studio. Um, I'm still waiting for the release date. I'm expecting that in 
in the next few weeks we should be able to finally release the songs and you can have copies of those songs. <laughs> They've been working on it, um, I think it was since December last year, I'm not even sure now. You know, yeah, November? January, I started this year, okay, okay. We, well, we made the agreement in December, but in January they started working on it. But it's been long, you know, and uh, we expect that it will come out shortly. Amen. So, Rhythms of Renaissance, and it's Volume 1. The album is Rhythms of Renaissance, Volume 1. Amen. All right, glory to God. So, um, we went on. We also had three days of Revelation Manifestation. Amen. In the month of April. How many of you remember that? It was also another wonderful time. Then uh, we had another campaign to Abuja. Amen. To the city of Abuja. And Renaissance Abuja started their Sunday services. So on the 26th of May this year, Renaissance Assembly Abuja started their Sunday services. And since then, they've been having wonderful services um, they've had membership school going on. Quite a number of people attending membership school. Um, at least um, last week, they had a target of having 30 people finish the membership school. So far, I know that at least 20 of people have finished class one. Amen. And uh, that is a big deal. Glory to God. The church just started. And God just arranged it that quite um, some of our brethren, like our brother Daniel Kalio, is uh, currently in Abuja, and uh, he's helping out with the music team, uh, set, helping them set up, and I heard that music too has improved. Amen. Glory to God. Then this same May, we started, as June, sorry, we started Renaissance Teens. Amen. The Teenage Fellowship started holding their meetings, and... Um, they will be having meetings every other Saturday. If you were walking into the premises, you must have seen something we're working on there, a structure. That's the hall for the Renaissance teens. Amen. The teenage hall. Um, we, in spite of the weather, we've been working hard. And I want to thank Brother Lovedy Johnson and uh, the squad for manning that project. Glory to God. So that hall will be ready um, in a matter of weeks. Um, I'm believing that by the time we're having our July um, anniversary service, um, in, in the second week of July, I believe, so we should have that place ready. Amen. And ready for use so teenager ch church can have their hall. But let me... Um, inform you ahead of time is also going to be Bible Academy Hall. Amen. Glory to God. Alright, so when we have Bible Academy, we could have our meetings there. Praise the Lord. Then, uh, this June, we also had Success and Life Seminar. Amen. Our Entrepreneurship 101 meeting um, we had guests that came in. We just run through some of the pictures. We had people that had uh, interest-free loans given to them. Amen. Put your hands together. Uh, that should be brother success. And then we also have uh, another person also that also won that. So they'll be able to put it into their businesses. We received gifts from some of the guest speakers. That's a laptop given for uh, entrepreneurs in church. Amen. 
we had our guest from Lagos, Mene Blessing. We had Mrs. Choma. We also had Mrs. Briggs. And then we have the commissioners of the business community. Let's put our hands together for that. Then we, yesterday, what happened? Do you see that bullet? That bullet was there, life. Amen. Family rendezvous we held yesterday, you know. Uh, glory to God. <laughs> Amen. I was wondering whether it was karate or it was exercise, but it, it was, you know. I was thinking, I said, can I raise my leg like that, you know, and stay put? Amen. That's a fit lady. Amen. We also had football games, the run, short distance races, you know. We had all manner. Amen. And look at it. Amen. It's good if today you can go and continue and eat because fasting days are coming. Amen. So, um, <laughs> yes, I know some of you will be happy now. You know, I know, and some of you might be thinking we'll serve it after church. No, sir. Glory to God. So, well, that's what had happened this year. Let's put our hands together and thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just trying to run down how it had been from January till date. So, what next? What next? What next? First of all, we have our cell outreaches on Saturday. Amen. All the cells are having an out, the outreaches on Saturday. I won't believe some of you already have your venues. And we expect lives to be touched. We expect people to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. We expect people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We expect people to be healed as it has always been. Amen. So support your cell leaders. Then next Sunday, amen. Next Sunday is what? Media Thanksgiving service. No, I don't like the way I responded. I said next Sunday. Is what? Media Thanksgiving. Alright, maybe I'll settle here for a while. Um, when we're done with these slides, I'll come back to talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is so important. Alright? Then we're going to enter this third quarter of the year, July to September. For us, it's a quarter for consolidation and professionalism. There are certain things we'll be putting in place. We're consolidating. Amen. You'll get details later. July is coming. Amen. And that begins the second half of the year. And let me introduce to you that we'll start the consolidation with prayer and fasting. Amen. Amen. So look at the dates there. Mark the dates on your calendar. July 2nd, July 3rd, and 4th. Amen. It's a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Corporately as a ministry, we're going to be praying and fasting on those Three days. Is that understood? All right. Thank you for your time. And uh, I believe that you have been informed. Amen. Let's celebrate Jesus. Can I have the lights on? I'm confident of this very thing. I'm confident of this very thing. That He who began 
Let's read it together. Being confident of this very thing, that he which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, Paul was writing to believers. First of all, how many of you believe God began a good work in you? Amen. Alright, he began a good work in you. Although Paul was not speaking specifically of salvation at that time, but it is applicable in the sense that salvation is a good work. How many of you agree with me? That what God did in your life by giving you the gift of eternal life is a good work. Amen. And then God did not just get you saved and abandon you. Hallelujah. 
He will continue what He started in your life. Glory to God. Now, but how it applies is that this year, 2019, God started a good work in you. Amen. And He will perform it. Meaning that He will keep at it. Praise the Lord. God will keep at that good work He has started in you. I believe that as we cross into the second half of the year, things will be better for you. It won't just be good, it will be better for you. Now, but the key thing there is being confident. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For you to be confident, there's something about trusting God. Hallelujah. Alright? Being confident. That means you're not shaky about it. You're not thinking, what if, what if, what if. Human beings can abandon you. A government can fail you. But there is nothing in God that fails. Amen. There is no attribute of God that is associated with failure. The reason why God covenanted with men like Abraham and several other characters in the Bible was to say that I am bound by my word. The Bible says because God could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. He said, in blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying I will multiply thee. The scripture actually said God swore. Hallelujah. Meaning that he had committed himself to your success. God is committed to your progress. The problem is not with God. The problem is with your confidence. Amen. So the key thing there is being confident of this very thing. Amen. If you're not confident of any other thing, you might not be confident about the Naira, whether it's going to go up or go down. You might not be confident about what's going to happen in government tomorrow. But be confident of this one thing. Amen. That he that began a good work, he will not stop. Amen. Be confident of that. You know, there are experiences you might have had in life that have brought you to a place where you are you're now skeptical. You are not confident anymore. You are not even sure. Someone asks you, how is it? Say, well, fine. How will it be this year? We are looking. We don't know. There's no confidence in your voice because of the experiences you've had. Listen to me. Your experience did not change God. Amen. Your experience cannot annul God's word. Hallelujah. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It means that when it means the word is settled, it means that it's not going to change. God doesn't have a law or a constitution that will be amended. Amen. Glory to God. There will be no amendment to God's good plan for you. Are we together? Because when the plan was released, it was released perfect. There's no, no improvement on that plan. So you can be confident. You can rest assured that God's word will come to pass in your life. Amen. The point here is being what? Confident. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we should not throw away, lose our confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. That means that that confidence you have in God is rewarding. It will benefit you. It will benefit you. What is Satan always trying to do? 
He is always trying to bring you to a place where you are now questioning the word of God in your life. Where you are beginning to doubt whether you should be confident in this thing you are doing. Did God say? That's how he met Eve. Did God say? Amen. What was he trying to do? He was trying to bring thoughts to her mind to shift her confidence from what God had said. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I don't know what word you heard this year. But I know that he that began possibilities in you, Amen. he will see to it that you keep experiencing possibilities. He that began limitless possibilities in your life and in your business, he will continue in the name of Jesus Christ. So your role is to remain confident. Let's look at Proverbs, the third chapter, verse 6. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6, Let's start from five. Five. I'll read five and six. This scripture, though it's in the Old Testament, but it is as testament as testament can be. Amen. It is very, very, very relevant today and forever. I love that old song we used to sing. That song is a classic anytime. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Some of you, you know this song, right? When we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what a glory He sheds. On our way, when we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. So, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy. Let's read the scripture. Amen. He said, trust in the Lord. Not with some of your heart. Not partially. Not partially. You know, if somebody dropped a chair here, and then he tried to sit on the chair and fell, then after standing up, the person now says, don't worry, I'll fix the chair. Don't worry, it won't fall again. <laughs> Go and sit on the chair. When you are sitting, you are not trusting with all your hearts. Because you've seen what the chair did to the other person. So, you might be sitting and you're not putting all your weight on it. Are you understanding me? Checking. Some of you might even check it with your hand first. You know, some of you do that. And then, before you sit. That's not how to trust God. Amen. That's not how to trust God. That's not how to trust God. So, he didn't say trust him somehow or partially. He said trust him with all thine heart. So, you're checking. Um, I don't know if, you know, the last person fell, you know. So, they say, don't worry, don't worry. Say, no, I'm not worried though. I'm just checking. <laughs> And most of us here, based on how life had dealt with us, 
have not learned to trust God. My prayer today is that the Spirit of God will teach you to trust Him. Glory to God. I know that we live in a system that is difficult to trust. Even when some new and good thing starts, we still don't trust the system. Are you understanding me? If they say, well, there's a new identity card scheme or plan for Nigeria. Um, everybody goes to social media and says, ah, will they be there? Why are you thinking like that? Because you know what happened. They can fix election and change the date. Amen. Are you with me? There's nothing that the date cannot change. Are you understanding me? Can change the election date. So, you now have that kind of mindset in everything that you do. So, some of you, it starts affecting even how you relate with spiritual things. You can't trust totally. That trust the Bible is talking about is to rely on with reckless abandon. Are you understanding me? That's what trust is. It's not, you're not trying to, um, you can't say you're trusting if you're still trying to provide some alternative or second support for yourself. Then that's not trust. Amen. Let me tell you how trust is. Trust is so sensitive that if it doesn't work, you will die. Amen. <laughs> if it doesn't work, you will crash. Amen. That's trust. So he said, trust in the Lord, hallelujah, with all thine hearts, trust with your left ventricle, your right ventricle, your left oracle, your right, trust with all your heart, amen. Not a portion, with all your heart. Then I love the next part of it. And so he's explained that trusting is leaning on God, amen. It is what leaning on Him. Leaning on him. That's what trust is. Leaning on him. Say, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. That means that trusting in God means that you are leaning on God's understanding. Amen. In every situation, God, God has an understanding of it. God means God has a perspective of it. Amen. There's a way God sees it. So, when you're trusting in him and leaning, you're leaning on his understanding. God says, go. But your understanding is saying, go. God doesn't look like he's going to walk here. Amen. But God says, go. God says, sit. In your understanding, sit doesn't look like he's going to walk. But the reason why you are sitting is because God said so. Now, one of the greatest attributes of Abraham in scripture was that Abraham could trust God. Amen. Are we together? Abraham could trust God. Imagine a man. That God met and said, get out of your country. Out of your kindred. Now, understand something. It's not like you now that I want to get out of Nigeria. Are you understanding me? You know, <laughs> you know it, 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 that, it doesn't apply to you. You are waiting. Even when God has not told you, get out. Are you understanding me? You're already on your way out. That's not, you know, it, 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 you might not understand it. Abraham lived in a day where family ties were the reason for people's significance or relevance. Are you understanding me? So getting out of your family circle and moving to a new place. Now, urbanization has come where people travel from village and go to the city. It wasn't that way then. Amen. So for God to tell him to leave his country, he was leaving his comfort zone. Leaving everything he ever knew. Amen. Everything he ever knew. Leaving all the systems, all the relationships he had. 
Get thee out of thy country, out of the kingdom, out of your father's house. You know what really touched me about the statement? Is that he didn't say, go to Gabon. Or go to United Kingdom. He didn't mention a place. At least, if they ask you, where, are you go- where did you say God told you to go to? You say, well, he told me to go to Los Angeles. Some people say, okay. Uh, now, if it's Los Angeles, it's not a problem now. It's not a problem. But you not say, I don't know. He just said, I should be going. Because he said, to a land, I will show you. I have not shown it to you yet. So trusting me means that you will just be going. Trusting. When I say, turn left, you turn left. When I say, turn right, you turn right. Are you understand what I'm saying? Abraham was not a teenager. Amen. A teenager can leave house and not know where he wants to go today. Just say, let me job it. I've left the house. You understand that? You know? But he's an adult. A businessman. A family person. Are you understanding me? He has a wife. He has relatives. Things going on in his life. Then God says, get out of your country. Out of your kindred. To a land I will show you. Unless you say, Lord, why don't you show me first? You show me first, then I go. He said, no, go first, then I will show you. That's trust. Glory to God. That's a great demonstration of trust. That's why the Bible called Abraham the father of faith. Amen. He trusted God. He left and went. And the Bible tells us at the end of the day, we saw him achieve or fulfill destiny. Glory to God. Abraham bequeathed such trust to his son Isaac. I'm sure Isaac had seen how his father lived his life. And it inspired him. There's something about someone that trusts God. It inspires others to trust God. Amen. If you've been around people that have learned to trust God, you you just find that it inspires you to trust God. So Isaac grew up, at least, if not anything, he remembers when his father took him to give to God. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. And maybe years later, he explained to the boy and said, look, actually, I, this is what I believed. In my visions, I saw God sacrifice his son. Amen. And raise him back to life. And so when God asked for my own son, I knew that he would raise him back to life. Because he had already shown me that it is in this son that this inheritance will come. Amen. So definitely, if God is asking for him, he's going to give him back to me. Amen. What trust. Amen. And he took Isaac and put him there. And God had to call out and say, Hey! Abraham, relax. I've provided a ram. That's trust. If you read the scripture, the Bible says, God said, Now I know. Amen. It was like a second knowledge. Did God not know Abraham before? No. It was an action that brought God to a place where he said, Now I know Abraham. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, Isaac also, a life of trust. Isaac started out, was set up in life. If you study Genesis 26, you find what I'm talking about. And then there was a famine in the land. A new government came on board and there was no money because the last government stole all the money. Amen. Hallelujah. So who provided the money that the government stole? And who provided the one, the, the other one? Who provided, who provided? Where did the money come from? Let's not go there. So, recession, depression, whatever name you call it, 
it was an economic downturn. It affected everybody. Isaac did not just do what everybody was doing. Listen, when you trust God, you won't do what everybody is doing. Amen. When you're doing what everybody is doing, it means you trust the system more than you trust God. So, Isaac didn't do what everybody was doing. He had the capacity. The Bible says people were moving to Egypt. And he wanted to find out, am I also supposed to go to Egypt? Should I also move to Egypt? And the Bible says God told him to remain in the land. To remain in that land. That means that he was not staying back because things were favorable. He was staying back because God told him to stay back. I want to ask you, are there things that God had told you to do that didn't seem to be convenient? But you are doing it because he said to do it. Or you are the one that at the slightest inconvenience, you are checking out. You know, there is a language that this generation uses, I've moved on. I'm moving on. Sister, moving on. Brother, moving on. Amen. Glory to God. They don't actually know they are moving off. Amen. It's not on. You are moving off. Glory to God. So the point I'm making is, at the slightest inconvenience, some people think that if God is in something, then it will always be convenient. No, so. Not so. Not always so. Not always so. See, it is not our outward circumstances that we use to judge whether God is in something or not. We have something superior. Amen. Something more definite than our outward circumstances. There is an umpire in our soul. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding in our hearts. Glory to God. It's a stronger and a more sure guide than circumstances. There are certain circumstances that will look like, come, 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 come. But it's a trap. Amen. When you jump in, you discover that it was a trap all the, all the while. Then there are certain circumstances that are saying, don't come here. It is Satan trying to distract you. Are we together? There, some of you are business people here. And there are certain business opportunities that open up. And then you want, the challenges are so much. As a matter of fact, some of you will say, right from when I started business in the year of our Lord, you understand that? I've never had business challenge like this. The way it's too difficult, I don't think God is in it. But inside your spirit, the voice is telling you, do it. Go. Do it. What do you follow? Is it the circumstance or the leading of the spirit? Following that leading of the spirit means that you are not leaning on your understanding. Amen. You are not leaning on your understanding. You are trusting the Lord. There are people that have left this country to foreign nations. And literally they left with nothing. But just that leading in their hearts, go. Praise God. Some people started new ventures in life. And all they heard was go. The goal was strong. The circumstance was wrong. Amen. But the goal was strong. Hallelujah. The goal inside their spirit was strong. So they followed that goal. And then these wrong circumstances started turning right. Amen. Glory to God. Started turning right. Started turning right. Because they followed it. So you have to learn to trust the Lord. Hallelujah. With all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding. Let me tell you why. Your understanding is limited. That's why I say you shouldn't lean on it. 
Your understanding is limited. Some of you, your understanding is a BSc understanding. Some of you is an MSc from university. Of, <coughs> um, you understand? You know, it depends. University the time is. I understand me. It's from university or something. I understand me. The university is not even complete. So that understanding is incomplete. Some of you, your understanding is not even an understanding. Even if it is, you are educated, it still has limitations. I used to say this. This world has been here since. We have more developed economies, like the Western nations. The question I always ask, sometime in 2008, across Europe especially, there was a recession. Alright? Is it depression or recession? Recession. Okay. Whatever. Economic meltdown. The question I asked was, with all the economists and all the things they've studied, all the schools are there. Are you understanding me? Were they not able to predict or work out a way that there will not be any of those kind of things anymore? They couldn't stop it. It tells you the limitation of education. Amen. Are we together? It tells you the limitation of education. What education has been able to stop crime? What drug have they come up with that they will inject someone? He will not commit sin again. Amen. Amen. Education has limitations. So when the Bible says, lean not on your understanding, it's trying to make you understand that your understanding has limitations. But there's something you can lean on. Amen. That has no limitations. That sees all things. Knows all things. Omniscient. Omnipotent. Omnipresent. Amen. And then, you are not on that part where the Bible says there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. But your steps are ordered. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man, they are ordered. That good man is the man that trusts the Lord. Amen. The good man is the man that trusts the Lord. So his steps are ordered. Turn left, turn right. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walking in it. And you will go on that path and testimonies will break out in the name of Jesus Christ. Now that was verse 5 of Proverbs 3. Verse 6 now says, in all your ways, still talking about trust, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. In all your ways. Some of us acknowledge him in some of our ways. They say this one is not a God matter. I will handle it. Amen. This one is not a God matter. Don't worry, I will handle it. Help me tell two people beside you. Say, in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. The word acknowledge means to recognize him, his role in your life, in all your ways, in your business, in your marriage, in your day-to-day decisions. In the second half of 2019, acknowledge him. Don't just sit down and plan, ha, July to December, I will do this. You know, sometimes, if you study the book of James, the Bible said that um, when you are planning for something, I'm, paraf- I'm summarizing or using my own words, he said, it's better to say, if God wills. Amen. What that means is that you have come to a place where no matter what your desires are, they are still subject to God's will. Amen. Am I communicating? They are still subject to God's will. So you are not one of those that are trying to pressure God into something. That's why I have an issue with that song. We have come again. 
We have come again. Father, we have come. It looks like a protest. Come again. Amen. We have come again. Uh-huh. We have. I just started me like, ah, ah. what did God do? Like, you know? Prayer is not us trying to pressure God to do what he doesn't want to do. Then God will say, oh, 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 this part is disturbing me. My head is banging. My head is banging. You know, some people have different imaginations of God. Are you understanding me? No. Most of the time, prayer is you getting to know the heart of God for a matter. Amen. Getting to know the mind of God about that thing you want to do. Praise the Lord. Whether there's a goal, whether there's a weight. Permit me just mention David. First Samuel 30, you find the story there. David, the thing I loved about David was that David understood how to wait on the Lord. Now, because I try to put myself in that situation in First Samuel 30, I don't think, maybe now because I've read what David did, I'm instructed in righteousness. But if I had not read that, I don't think I would have taken the step he took. They came, kidnap did not start in Boronu State. Amen. They came to David at Ziglag and carried his wife, wives and children and the wives of all his colleagues, his fellow soldiers. They had gone out to war. By the time they came back, their children and wives were kidnapped. So, you see, these guys that carry children and women, it's not today, it's a spirit. Amen. It didn't start today. Glory to God. It didn't start today. Then David came back. The Bible said all the soldiers, strong men of war, were crying like babies. The Bible said they cried, they wept until they had no strength in them. No strength in them to weep anymore. And as they say, blaming David. Praise God. So David was already emotionally down. It's not just that he lost his wives and children. He also has lost his men, so to speak. Because they say, if we didn't follow you, this would not have happened to us. But I love what the Bible said. David encouraged himself. Amen. In the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we together? Now, but the point was, when he prayed... Is why I'm talking about trust. He said, Lord, should I go? Should I pursue? Will I overtake? Will I recover? Who asked, who asked that question? If you come back, I don't know if I should use a man here. You come back, they say, someone carry your wife and children. They went this way. Will you be asking, should I go? Are you, you ask questions. You just start running in that direction. Are you understanding me? We'll die together. Are you understanding me? You know, you just start running in that direction. You don't say, uh, should I go? Should I pursue? Should I? You, you won't have time to be asking questions. When you just arrive, say, which direction did they go? Left, right, you start going in that direction. But David understood, praise the Lord, that even if I go, if God is not with me, amen, it will not work. Hallelujah. Oh, Moses said it this way. He said, if your presence will not go with us, don't take us from here. Amen. Don't take us from here. That's the trust. If your presence will not go with us, don't take us from here. So David said, should I go? Should I pursue? Should I overtake? Will I recover all? And then God told him to go. May you hear that go. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May you come to that place in your spirit where you can trust God. 
and recognize that God is concerned about the little details of your life. Amen. You know why some people don't trust God? Simple. They think they are more concerned about their life than God is. Some of you think you can do a better job for yourself than God can do for you. Amen. Yeah, some people think they can do it. I say, well, well, I can do a better job for myself. If you believe that God will do a better job, then you will trust Him. Amen. And I tell you, everyone that ever trusted God, He did a better job in their lives. Glory to God. Because He sees tomorrow. Glory to God. No matter how much of a planner you are, you still have limitations in how far you can see. And how well you can see. So help me tell your neighbor, trust God. Amen. Now the last part of verse 6, Proverbs 3, 6. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. May God direct your paths. May God direct the path of families here. May God direct the path of businesses here. May God direct the path of fathers here in the name of Jesus. May God direct the path of single men here. May God direct the path of single ladies. May God direct the path of mothers. In the name of Jesus. He shall direct your paths. You know what it means for God to direct your paths? I've been to places, maybe even a village or somewhere in Nigeria here. You know, when you say, um, we're looking for so, so, so. Somebody say, oh, uh, see, go left. When you reach that junction, you see a big tree. You know how we describe this in Nigeria? You see a big tree. Then go right. Then go meet Chairman House. After Chairman's house, you go forward. You see coconuts, you know? <laughs> it will describe to you. That's how we describe, you know? It will describe to you. You say thank you. When you arrive there, they say, no, this is a shrine, no. <laughs> nobody lives here. Are you understanding me? Who directed? They say one guy on the road. No, nobody lives here. Sure, the last time someone was living here, you know, long, long time ago, nobody living here. It's an evil forest. <laughs> The person directed you wrong, but with confidence. You know, have you met people like that? If you don't know, say you don't know. He will hit his head. All right, go like this. <laughs> and it's so frustrating, especially when you are retired for time. Are you understanding me? Then you go all the way to the end, then you come back. You might even meet the person there. He said, That's not the place. <laughs> That's not how God directs your path. Amen. I said that's not how God directs your path. He will direct your path. He will direct your path. When God tells you go left, left is left. Amen. When He tells you go right, right is right. Amen. He says go straight, straight is straight. And that thing that He has positioned for you, you will meet it on that path that He directed you on. Glory to God. May God grant you direction in business. May God, listen, in the second half of this year, you will receive accurate direction. Do you know something? In, the li- in your life as an individual, there are some projects that should come before some projects. But you know, because you are not leaning on God's understanding, you are leaning on your understanding, you might go and put the project that will frustrate all other projects first. So when we talk about directing your path, one of the things the Spirit of God will do for us in the second half is that He will direct your path on the projects you should work on part time. You will know what comes first and what comes second in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, my, my biological father was telling me something years ago. You know, I was preparing to get married. Then he sat me down. We were just having that kind of father-son talk. Then he said to me, 
he was, he was happy that I was getting married. Then he asked me a few questions, you know. And I responded. Then he said, do you know why I'm asking these questions? I said, I don't know why. He said, because there's such a thing as getting married too early. And there's such a thing as getting married late. There's a time. So I was listening. Then he said something to me that never left me. He said, there are some people that got married too early. He used an illustration that I've never forgotten. He said, because they got married too early, they, they were crushed. And they will likely never recover. The illustration was this. A child that's like maybe six years old, if you allow him, when he's 15 or 20, he might be able to carry this table by himself. But if you carry this table and put on a six-year-old child, you will break his spinal cord. Hello? Are we together? And when he becomes 15, he will never be able to carry this thing again. Are you listening to me? Alright? When he becomes 15, he won't be able to carry this thing. 20, he will never be able to carry this thing again. Why? Because you put load on him that was beyond his body weight, his capacity, and it has crushed him. Am I communicating? So, God knows what you can carry. Amen. So, directing your path means that God will say, Hey, hold on this one. Do this one first. Hold on this one. Do this one first. There are certain projects that are real projects you should do. But the question is, is it now? Is it now? And then you venture. And then for the next four or five years. Have you met people that have tried to travel abroad? Hello? That's not common these days as it used to be. In the 90s, or maybe even earlier, people didn't have much problem traveling late 70s, early 80s as they had in the 90s. Now, you see people, you see someone say, I'm, I'm checking out. I'm traveling. Then everything shuts down. The guy had a business. He had this, he had that. He shuts down everything. Gathers money, goes to look for money, get money from these people. Then he goes to Lagos in those days, um, maybe Lagos for visa. He was there for a long time trying to... Then this thing didn't work. He has lost all the money. Now he's coming back with nothing. Are you understanding me? And he has to start. In the next five years, people are just trying to help him to stand. Are you understanding me? Just because he wanted to go abroad. But maybe if he had stayed in that place, maybe in Aba, maybe in Portacot, wherever he comes from, he had stayed there for another three years, he would have built capacity to travel. Amen. Am I communicating? That's what I mean by God directing your paths on the projects per time. As you're hearing today, wisdom is coming to your spirit. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's just like marriage. Marriage is not a competition. I must marry. I must marry. You don't marry. I go marry. You don't marry. It's not marriage. It's not a competition. Amen. See, marry and be happy that you married. Are we together? Don't, don't marry and then every day you wake up in the morning, you'll be signed. I'm sure, I, uh, help me decide. Hey. You know, you're signed every day. You wake up, you're just signed. You're just signed every day. You just wake up, you're signed. You understand that? Until your forehead now, there's a, there's a gap in between here. Praise God. Because nobody sent you that one. Glory to God. And the truth is that as long as you have brought that woman, I'm talking to the man, like you brought the woman to that, you must care for her. Are you understanding me? You must take care of her. If she says she wants to eat egg in the morning, you will give her egg in the morning. Are you understanding me? Uh-huh. So you don't say, ah, no, no. Uh, no. Listen to me. 
don't be uh, competitive in a way that harms you. Amen. That will hurt you. I must do this. I must do that. I must do that. I must do that. And then you stretch yourself in ways that you may never recover. Understand timing. Amen. Amen. And may God direct your paths. Amen. Amen. I say may God direct your paths. Glory to God. Some of you are adults now. You have children. Even with your children. Be careful. You know, let me use this illustration. There are some houses you might rent. If you rent that house this year, it will be a major blow to you financially. But if you wait a year or two, you might be able to buy such a house. Amen? Am I communicating? That's just how it is. Some of us, we have children say, oh, I want, um, um, maybe there's this school. You know, there are different schools. You understand that? There are different schools. There's Onion Primary and Nursery School. Are you understanding me? There's Onion Nursery and Primary School. Then there is Donut Nursery and Primary School. So now, your children go to Onion Primary and Nursery School. In that school, they come back with tears. Are you understanding me? Every day. Are you understanding me? You know? And then, you say, my children must go to that donut school. Where they come back, there's sugar on their mouth. Are you understanding me? <laughs> my children must go to that school. You know? But, you, if you do it now, they might just enter the school for one term. They might enter for one year. And they will go back to the school before the onion school. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you can imagine the school before the onion school. What it will be like. So, praise the Lord. And the reason is that you didn't understand timing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me talk to some of you that have kids for nursery school. I know that early development is very important. But I would prefer that my children went to a, a fantastic primary school that I put them in the best nursery school and then after I have to take them to Onion Primary School. Amen. Or I put them in a crash where they come and pick them and drop them. They are now in primary school now. All of us are using transport to go to school. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm just using illustrations to explain something to you. So be cautious. And if you forget anything today, July to December, submit to the leadership of the Spirit of God. Let Him direct your path. Amen. In the projects that come first, the projects that matter. Hallelujah. And then you build capacity for big things. We will do big things here. You will do big things. You will handle mega, 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 mega projects. Everyone under the sound of my voice. Amen. Significant projects will go through your hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Never forget that. Never forget that. But listen, allow yourself grow. Amen. Let nothing break your spinal cord. Amen. Allow yourself grow. Develop capacity. Lift the first weights. Master it. Go to the next one. Lift it. Master it. Amen. And you keep growing and growing and growing until you get to that place. Say, I believe, I receive. Amen. Can you just talk to God everywhere? Just pray and just talk to God everywhere. Just talk to God everywhere. Thank Him. 
Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Ask that he directs your path. Ask that July to December, God will direct your path. Le prata, le tese, le brende, ketese dida, le brando, sopredike topla, ate, le de dede, seketia, maron de bledoske plotosha, le bom, bradia, katia, dadada, le mende bradoske plotosho, pledia, dadaska, joplatose, bredigezi, brada, zadada, labanda bradia, ketese, le dede, zelegadia, rabando bredoske plotosha, labanda bregedoske pretosho, rapata, la brande, gebom, bregedon, bregadia, telezge, lebra, ande, ekletese, le de 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 joplatoba, raba, dadada, Oh, we give you glory. Say, I receive direction for the second half of 2019. I trust you, Lord, with all my heart. I refuse to lean on my understanding. In all my ways, I acknowledge you. Direct my path. And let me say loud, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Glory to God.